to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Thank you, everybody, for staying for this afterglow. Um, some of you probably have no idea what's happening, and that's okay. I'm going to explain um, a little bit. Um, so my name is Amanda. Um, I'm an officer here in the Central Territory uh, in Gary, Indiana, if you've ever heard of Gary, Indiana. Wow. If you've seen, um, <laughs> it's recently been named the most miserable city to live in the United States. So um, that is, there's nowhere to go but up. Um, and I'm actually really excited to be here or be in Gary. Um, I love the city. I love the people, but that's besides the point. Um, this is Kiri. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Where are you from? Where are you at right now? Who am I? (laughs) This could be long. So, um, this is Captain, uh, Kirsten Kotsian, and she is at the Green Bay Crack Center. She's also an officer. Um, So a little bit about why we're here. Uh, We, about a, was it a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago, started what we call the Barracks Podcast. And um, thank you for our one listener. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) There she is. Um, So we we started this podcast, um, and it's it's an unofficial podcast. Uh, We just decided to do this, and... We didn't go through any official channels or anything. We just bought all of this that you see uh, with personal money and (laughs) went with it. Um, Because uh, a little bit about why we named it the Barracks Podcast. Um, In a war, right, we're the Salvation Army. uh, So we understand like war terminology a bit. Um, But in the barracks, it's where you go and you rest but you don't stay in there, right? You rest and you get your food and you might like, you know, shut your eyes for a little bit, Take but then you go right back out into, yeah. the, into the war. Um, and so we, we started this podcast just from a, a conversation that we were having about something related to the army. And uh, we love Jesus first and foremost, and we love the Salvation Army um, and the mission and the way that... Um, that the spirit is using the army in a lot of different ways. Um, but also we recognize that um, God's not done with the army yet. Um, there's a lot of things that uh, could be better. Um, and, and if you're anything like us, uh, for those of you out in the West, um, we can get caught up in what the Salvation Army isn't or is, and it could become this really negative a critical thing, and uh, we wanted to have a conversation about very real things, but in a positive light, in a in a, a light of hope, and believing that the Lord can redeem the things that um, have been broken um, and lost. Um, so th- that's just like a little snapshot of why we do what we do. Uh, we started this in an appointment at THQ. We both were appointed at THQ in different appointments and so we had a bit more <laughs> free time well, and, and and we were neighbors and we were neighbors like, we literally lived corner. right so it was yeah. pretty easy to 
It's very easy. Record in person, mm-hmm. which has since become really, really difficult. Since we moved appointments, we both, right. We both moved. Yeah, we did. She lives in Wisconsin. I live in Indiana. So we now do our um, podcasts through video chat in whatever way works best. And then best. today, it's in person. Yeah, I'm today so we get excited. to do this in person, which is really fun. Um, yay. <laughs> yes, for being our excited. live studio audience. <laughs> our first live studio audience. <laughs> Maybe our last. We'll see. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Curious, clearly, okay. very excited. Sorry. So um, we, this is our second season of the podcast. So uh, you can listen to the podcast on your, like, if you have an iPhone, you can find us on your podcast app. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Podbean. Um, so there's various ways you can listen uh, we have, I mean, it's just been fun to have conversations about very real things. Um, you know, hot topics, issues, concerns that, um, salvos all have. Um, but it's really gone beyond that as well. Um, we have a lot of people listening who aren't part of the Salvation Army. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to give us some background information so you didn't kind of be like, what in the world is happening in, in front of us? <laughs> Who are these people? Um, <laughs> Why? But uh, feel free. I mean, oh, this is what I needed to do. So after we do this recording, we're going to record an episode. Um, this episode is called Holy Spirit, Are You Really Welcome Here? Um, we're going to have a conversation about the Spirit's role. Um, just in general, uh, how is a Spirit moving? Um, maybe in the Salvation Army, what are ways that uh, we prevent uh, or kind of hinder the moving of the Spirit. Um, So the Holy Spirit will take this conversation uh, wherever he wants to take it. Um, But after we record, uh, we would love to invite, really at this point, we could have all of us do this, Um, but this is the question that I would like you to think about. uh, If you'd like to, at the end, stay and we'll get you on Uh, recording, answering this question, and I'll say it a couple times. What would it look like for the Holy Spirit to be fully welcome in the Salvation Army? What would it look like for the Holy Spirit to be fully welcome in the Salvation Army? So something to think about as... um, we're recording this this episode, and we'd love to hear if if you can keep it if, for all of us to do this. If you could keep it in like two sentences or less, um, so really think about how you want to word that. Uh, and if you want to write it in your notes, you can. You can read it; doesn't have to be memorized. Um, but one more time, what would it look like for the Holy Spirit to be fully welcome in the Salvation Army? So. We ready to start this episode? Oh my goodness. It's already been recording. We, so we yeah, can we, really just we're, Welcome to the Perics Podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you listen to, if you listen to the podcast, that's literally how everyone that's starts because we, we don't know how to start a podcast. Yeah. Still, and we're in season two. Um, <laughs> it's it's fine. Listen and you'll know. Um, but yeah, oh feel free to like you can laugh when I mean if it's not funny, maybe that's not the best you know thing to no, laugh. No, go ahead, um, laugh. Please be nice. At everything. 
<laughs> no, but you can make noise. This is not like a, you don't have to be like silent, just so you know. Okay, so we'll. Oh, okay. So our guest today, for those who are listening on the podcast who aren't here for this weekend, which we're at um, Metropolitan Division Young Adult Retreat, Ooh. and our special guest for the. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> There's people. <laughs> um, we've got Mitch and Katie Luce with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, so could you guys tell us a little bit about your um, yourselves and your ministry? Yeah, we'd be happy to. Uh, first of all, we're really excited to be on your podcast. Thank you so much <laughs> for the invitation to share here. And I love this topic. We're really passionate about the Holy Spirit, so I'm thankful we're going to have this discussion tonight. Yeah. And uh, we are the directors of a ministry called Connect Up. And Connect Up is about helping people to encounter God through prayer ministry. And we have a team. It operates like a prayer counseling center where people can sign up for appointments and they come in uh, just to have a personal encounter with God and our team will pray for them. We do have a focus within that of healing prayer, so healing for the heart and also for the body. We believe that prayer has a significant role to play in healing for emotional injuries, and we love seeing people get back on their feet and filled with joy again after they've been through hard things through encountering Jesus in prayer. So awesome. connect up and prayer is a big part of our life and passion. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And I- uh, two words I think of whenever we talk about Connect Up is really just uh, one is reviving people's hearts individually so that they can connect with Jesus in a greater way, maybe in a way they never have, or maybe in a way they used to, but they don't know if they can mm. get back. But um, praise God, there's provision for that. And the other word is just equipping. So we want to help individuals, but we also want to raise up people that are doing the same things, that know how to connect people to Jesus and strengthen mm-hmm. uh, others relationship with him as well so we're training and equipping uh, other people to do the same as well awesome that's really cool so this is not the first time um for those of you listening and and for those of you in the room this might not be the first time that you have met uh katie and mitch um they have been here i think was your the very first thing thing that you did um regeneration yep uh, 2018. Yes, we came out to Chicago and it was sheets of snow and everything was frozen. Yes, right the yes. Vortex. yes. Right the polar the vortex. Polar vortex. People yeah. <laughs> exactly. That regen was amazing. Um, oh gosh, it was so amazing. And so that's kind of where I think our territory was introduced to uh, Katie and Mitch. And since then. Uh, they have come back for um, our Metro Youth Councils. Um, was there anything else you've been in this territory with Connect Up? I think those are the two, right? Right. Um, their ministry is incredible uh, for those of us who have experienced it. Um, I praise God for it. Um, I have experienced, I can look back really in the last year or so and see huge, like, pivotal moments in my life um, came from uh, conversation and prayer um, through Connect Up in your ministry. So I praise God for that. Um, So can you, I I know we just kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you have anything to add, uh, can you explain your previous 
and current involvement with the Salvation Army? Yeah, I grew up in the Salvation Army in Philadelphia and uh, have a love for the Salvation Army. Uh, and I met Mitch in college and I started attending his church after we got married. And at this time, we basically partner with the Salvation Army, Connect Up does events, and sometimes I speak, that kind of thing. Uh, but I do have uh, grandparents on both sides that were officers, like multi-generational yes. history in the Salvation Army, and I feel like it's in my blood. The blood and the fire yes. is both something that I carry from the Salvation <laughs> Army. I'm really thankful. That's Thanks. awesome. Yeah, and for me, I, I joke with people halfway, but um, I kind of married in... Um, <laughs> learned about the Salvation Army and the acronyms and the terminology at family dinner at Katie's family's house when we were uh, dating or just right in that time period and have also just um, have a love for the Army and what God does through the Salvation Army. It's really um, a special tribe hmm. and um, yeah. myself and I know a lot of connect up and people that come up come to church with us have the same heart as well. They've been able to minister, but also have received so much from sharing time with um, people that are in the army. So. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Go ahead. We're, um, we're going to do question number three. Yes. Oh my gosh. If you, you know what? <laughs> Listeners Sorry. of this podcast, this happens every time. I just try I'm to like, make it as awkward as possible. I try to be like um, incognito or I'll say things. Like she'll really flow like, and connect, but. I'll do like hand motions so that it goes smoothly and she'll be like, what are, oh, you're saying blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's like, Carrie. Well, so just to share a personal story, <laughs> I, I've gone to a bunch of counseling in the past year or so. And that was actually That's... one of the tips the counselor told me to do was to like repeat back to people what you think they're saying. Oh, <laughs> so you can find out if it is what they're really saying or not. I guess you should listen to your counselor. Yeah, hey, I'm you. just, it's really awkward, but <laughs> it's helpful. So oh. free tip. Um, <laughs> free okay, tip. so to uh, Katie and Mitch, what would you say is the role of the Holy Spirit in our personal lives and in our corporate lives as a body? Um, right off the bat, just a few things I think of is what we hear in the New Testament. He's a comforter, mm -hmm. so he comforts us. Um, I really love the aspect of the Holy Spirit and try to take as much um, advantage of that aspect of him that I can, um, benefit greatly from the comforter. Also, him being the helper, um, I think is amazing. Um, I think it's a really interesting word because he's not, he doesn't do our job. <laughs> okay, yeah. But um, we still have responsibility, but praise God, the Holy Spirit's helping us. And I love the, the counsel and the wisdom and the truth that comes through him too. Mm -hmm. um, such an amazing leader, amazing counselor. Um, if we don't know the answer, we know someone who knows. <laughs> mm -hmm. and I love asking the Holy Spirit because he's so right there, so willing to help. So. And I think about the word friendship, like when Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm mm -hmm. going to come to you through, through the Holy Spirit. And uh, just the power of companionship, like we don't ever have to be alone. And mm -hmm. that's the Holy Spirit is God's presence with us here and now. So I think of friend when I think of his role in our lives. And in terms of his role corporately, uh, hmm. 
the Holy Spirit is the life of God with us. Hmm. It's life, it's breath, it's wind, it's fire. Um, he is what makes something feel alive in God. Hmm. Hmm. And I love that, I think it's in Romans, it says the spirit that searches the deep things of God. I love that the Holy Spirit um, has access to everything Jesus purchased for us. Hmm. And yeah. he's like so able and willing <coughs> to bring us into that and loves um, bringing glory to Jesus, loves us falling in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think corporately the Holy Spirit really shows us who Jesus is and helps us understand, honestly, I guess, who we are also because of him, which mm-hmm. is very much needed. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this question, I'm, I wrote these questions. I was going to say I like them. I like this question. <laughs> Good job, Amanda. Who wrote this question? Who did yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, in your opinion, what are some signs among a community of believers that the Holy Spirit is invited to move as he pleases? Let's just start with there. What are some signs among a community, community of believers that the Holy Spirit is invited to move as he pleases? I think of the gifts of the Holy Spirit being active. So where you see the gifts of the Holy Spirit, such as words of knowledge, words of wisdom, healing, prophecy, uh, I think that's a sign that the Holy Spirit is welcome if the gifts of the Spirit are actually active. Hmm. I was thinking about this too. I think on a practical level, um, we don't always think about the Holy Spirit as a person, someone that we can talk to, someone who talks to us that we can have like active communication with build and develop a relationship like we would with another person. And so I think one sign of the Holy Spirit being welcome is us having that, the aspects of relationship, for example, saying, whether it's in our hearts or in our meetings, Holy Spirit, we want you here. Mm -hmm. And just communicating that to him because communication is such like an integral part of any relationship. And um, we'll talk sometimes how, Communication really is a powerful gauge of a relationship. It's hard to say you have a great relationship with someone if there's no communication at all. <laughs> right? right, right. But so, so for that reason, I think like as we're communicating with him, but also just amongst each other and just know, even with our words, like, yeah, we want the Holy Spirit to move in our community. Holy Spirit, I want more of you in my life. I want your leadership in my life. Even if I need to change, <laughs> I'm willing to change that kind of dialogue mm-hmm. and conversation, um, I think, speaks volumes to the Lord, and he will take us up, I think, on our offers and on our invitation. Yeah. So I think, and I'll just, you know, speak from my experience, and um, maybe some of us listening Uh, might have a similar experience, but I think um, I'm I'm trying to figure out Kiri's face is like, where is this going? (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out how to say um, I just, sometimes I think that we get a little bit afraid of things that we we don't know, that we can't control. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm saying that as a preface to Sometimes, like, things of the spirit are 
a little, I don't want to say scary because it's not scary, but like it's in the Salvation Army, I've, I've experienced that sometimes we're scared to just let go and like to allow the spirit to really take over because what if the Holy Spirit takes over and we can't control what's happening? Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and I've been in a lot of, you know, whether it's, yeah, I'm just, you know, I don't want to, youth councils or, you know, young adult retreats, not this one. Okay. I just want to say that. Okay. Is I, our audience is, <laughs> is the young adult retreat. Um, or commissioning or CBLI or like some of these things where we're all coming together as a body. And you know how like you feel that build up, right? Like you feel like, oh man, the Holy Spirit's doing something. And then we all get kind of, you know, well, for me, when the Holy Spirit is present, I get like, it's like tingly and you're like, oh, he's here. <laughs> and then it's just like squashed. And you're like, okay, what just happened, right? Um, so that, that leads into this next part of the question. We talked a little bit about some signs um, that the, the Holy Spirit is able or um, the Holy Spirit is invited to move as he pleases. But what are some signs that the Spirit is being quenched, do you think? Uh, <laughs> good question. It is. You're I welcome. think an inability to go, get off the program. Mm. An inability to get off your program is a sign that there's only a certain amount of space. Right. And it may not be as much space as he would want. Mm -hmm. Prescribing. He's not the kind of guy who likes to have a prescription for everything. He right. has ideas of his own of how things should go. Mm -hmm. And so actually recognizing that like he's not there to serve our agenda. We're there mm. to serve his agenda. Mm. So if we have our own agenda and we're looking for the Holy Spirit just to bless it and serve it, that's actually upside down. Mm. We're wanting to actually discern what's his agenda and then we serve that. Mm -hmm. So I think having a strong prescription agenda that we're stuck to or a program that we're overcommitted to our signs. There's not a lot of space for him to come and move like he may want to. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what you were saying about control was a really, like a really right on. Um, sometimes it seems like if we, as God's people, if we want to control something that an area that he wants to move in, it seems like he, he respects us and lets us control things, even if it's something that he would have a place in. Or maybe we're doing our part, and God has a part to do too, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's tempting if we feel the need to control or we're afraid of what might happen if we're not in control. Mm -hmm. There's a temptation to um, do God's job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's not all the time, but it seems like many times... God will respect our decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Whether we're saying Holy Spirit come or whether it's um, the sin of omission <laughs> where we just don't, don't talk about it. But um, I think if we're able to relinquish control, like we can do our part well, but also empowering in a sense, if I can say empowering the Holy Spirit <laughs> mm -hmm. to do his job and us letting him do it. Yeah. It's kind of the other side of the coin from the control that you were talking about. Yeah, that's good. Um, in our last 
uh, episode, nope, two episodes ago, we talked with Nate Irvin about uh, self-doubt. And one of the things that's coming to mind is we, we kind of talked about how in the Salvation Army, there can be this thing of appearances. Like we have to appear like things are well put together. Uh, we often put up this mask in our own lives of like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like when things are actually like rotting, you know? Um, and I, I think about, okay, so I've, I have forgotten the worship team's name uh, for this weekend. What is the worship Sur- team's name? Surround, surround the city. Surround the city. Okay, from the Western Territory, right? Um, and yes, they, the thing. They're amazing, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And the reason I'm, I'm bringing this up, uh, Surround the City, is that um, you can feel like the presence of the Holy Spirit, like they're inviting us uh, into this presence. And to me, <laughs> don't, don't take, don't read into what I'm not saying. Um, they're, they're like less concerned about what they're sounding like or the appearance um, than they are with allowing the spirit to move freely. Yeah. Um, and that is not me saying that you don't sound good. It's beautiful, right? But you can tell. Like you can tell when the spirit is able to move. Um, and I think often with the Salvation Army and even myself, I get caught up in this appearance thing. You know, I want this to look really good. And if I give this to the Holy Spirit, if I keep something open-ended, that means I have no control over, you know, that appearance of what this is going to look like. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is a bit messy, Mm -hmm. you know, and not in a, in a negative way, but like in a beautiful way, you know? Um, So what would it look like for us to be a bit, messy. I would take a worship team like Surround the City any day to a, you know, the best orchestra with all the instruments in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like I would, because (laughs) that didn't mean, I mixed a lot of instruments together that would probably not be together in worship team, but you know what I'm saying? Like I want that, like that's who I want to lead worship, you know? Um, Anyway, that just, you know, came to mind and I got off track. I blame the Britney Spears well, mic. What, um, so like something I'm currently wearing. <laughs> something I was thinking about while you were talking and talking about like the, the Holy Spirit being messy um, is like there have been a couple of experiences recently that have kind of been like coming to my mind of ways that like maybe God was trying to speak to me through someone who I interpreted as being kind of messy Mm. and I didn't want to hear from that person and actually that's like one of my major uh blind spots is like like that I realized this week was kind of um it's hard for me to hear from someone when I've already judged that they don't hear from God and then so then if I if they're trying to share something with me it's I have to like run it through this um like judge of character, which I don't even know anybody well enough to really do that. But I've been allowing that to like run how I hear from other people. But I think it kind of, that kind of segues into like our next question, which is um, like, how can we discern that the Holy Spirit is speaking and not the spirit of this age or like some other 
spirit. Mm -hmm. Do you mean like in the context of getting a word from God for someone else or just? I, so I guess in the, in the situations that I've been thinking about, it's like usually something to me, like someone is talking to me mm -hmm. and they seem to think like God is speaking to them about me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like maybe being on the receiving end of those things, mm -hmm. like how would I discern, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. this really is yeah. the Lord. That makes sense. It's interesting with uh, hearing God's voice for others, because I think actually I'll say this first about it. The fear of getting it wrong keeps people from learning how to do it. And that's mm -hmm. actually a problem <laughs> because like the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are gifts. If your best friend says they have some gifts for you, you know it's going to be good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know it's going to be good stuff. So if the Holy Spirit is deciding, like, these are the gifts I want to give to the church, they're good gifts that we actually need. And yeah. the fear of them or skepticism about them is actually keeping us from receiving amazing gifts that God has for us in our lives. And so... I think that we have to give each other permission to grow and sometimes make mistakes and sometimes fail at it uh, for the purpose of growing just like you do in any other thing. In God, you have to have permission to grow. Uh, so because we know that we're not perfect and we're still growing and hearing God's voice, it's super important for whoever is giving a word, in my opinion, to um, recognize that they could be wrong and not use language like, thus saith the Lord, this is definitely like God's <laughs> will for you or whatever, right. uh, because they're a person. So it says we prophesy in part, we see in part. Uh, so there's a responsibility the person has delivering it to actually do it with humility, understanding that we don't see in full. But the person who receives also does not have to take it to heart. They're the ones who get to discern and weigh whether or not you think that's for you. So it's something I would recommend for people like if God, you get a word from someone, you bring it to the Lord and you ask him and you get to make the decision whether right. or not that's something that you're going to swallow and digest from him. Mm -hmm. It's really good, like the aspect of giving people permission to be in a laboratory setting where you don't have to be perfect. We're all figuring this out together. We're growing. That's really key. Um, two things I thought of um, as you were sharing. One is that whenever you're sharing an encouraging word, it's supposed to be from God's heart. So the words, uh, it may be a given, but for a lot of people, it's, it's not. But um, when we're giving a word that's from God's perspective or that we feel from the Lord, it should always line up with the Bible, especially right. the character of God in the New Testament. And whenever it's against that, it's a pretty clear indicator. Um, I'm going to shelve this one right. and not implement that in my life immediately. And, and maybe it wasn't the Lord. It's, it's a great idea and wisdom from above <laughs> mm -hmm. to measure words that people around you are giving you against the Bible because that's really our standard that's the logos that's Jesus in print form so Jesus in print form should match up to Jesus speaking through our friends or our people around us and another thing I think of is um, when receiving a, an encouraging word from someone whether it's another person that you know or maybe a minister um, I think I do. I think Katie and I both view those as conf they should be confirmations. Hmm. Uh, I don't know that I've stepped out just on a word that someone else gave me, 
without checking in my own heart um, and whether it resonated in my relationship with God. Like in Acts, they, in um, the book of Acts, they say, if, see if it's good to you and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. And I think when we're receiving revelation from the outside of us, um, it's really important to say, like, Jesus, is that you? Because mm-hmm. he actually w- wants an individual relationship with each of us. So in the laboratory setting, there's freedom to say, thanks for sharing. I'm going to take that back to my prayer closet and chat with Jesus about it. Jesus, is this you? Jesus, is it for now or is it for later? Et cetera, et cetera. And the person giving the word should hopefully be able to receive that too, like Katie was saying. But um, I love when those kind of words are actually confirmations of things I'm receiving in my, my personal prayer life with Jesus. Or maybe I read it that morning in the Bible, things like that. It's, it's so fun to explore yeah. when God speaks from different avenues. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you for that. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> what did you say? It's exactly. like an Easter egg hunt. I love like, Easter egg hunts. Right? My mom still makes us do them as adult children. <laughs> mom, I forget my mom listens. I love them, Mom. I love the Easter egg hunts. <laughs> Thanks, At mom. least now they're like glow in the dark Easter egg hunts, so we can go outside. Oh, at and nighttime? At the night, yeah, in the nighttime. What's inside of the Easter eggs, though? Um, candy. Duh. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I don't know. What else would be in there? Uh, yeah, there was probably a, a lot of things Easter that could be in there. Hunt, like, <clears throat> anyway, a little detour. Grown up items. <laughs> Uh, you can come. No, I, it's okay. Mom, I'm going to invite Kiri to the next Easter egg hunt. Everyone's cool. welcome. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on um, to something more serious. Next question. So what are some warning signs that indicate when we are leaning into our own strength in pursuing our mission? The mission of Jesus, um, for us, the mission of the Salvation Army, uh, which we believe is aligned with the mission of Jesus. Um, But what are warning signs that indicate when we're leaning into our own strength in pursuing mission? (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, Thank you. I think of a number of things. The one, the one that sticks out the most is in um, Philippians. It says, let the peace of God guard your heart. And uh, I think the word in there relates to the word for an umpire. So mm-hmm. God many times will lead us by peace. And if we're pursuing mission, we're going hard, we're doing everything we know to do, we're checking all the lists off, but we lost our peace, many times that's an indicator <laughs> that we might have left behind the Prince of Peace somewhere along the way, (laughs) which is problematic. Yes. (laughs) Um, So many times I've I've experienced that, like, okay, what happened? Why do I suddenly feel like I'm missing something or I'm I'm not in the know what's going on? And in those times I tried to um, ask myself, okay, when was the last time I had peace? (laughs) Right. Let's go back to there and see where I got off the trail if that makes sense. Mm. And um, it's, I think it's really key just to, to stick with him 
like in John 15, we can't really do anything uh, without him. Mm-hmm. And we can't bear fruit without him, uh, without staying connected to him. So I think really that intimacy with God and staying in that place of daily and even more frequently than daily, but constant connection with him will help us know if we're stepping out of bounds for the grace that he's given us in that. Mm. Or if it's a green light and just run hard, you know? Yeah. Good job, Mitch. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I think super practically for me, I think about the sign of my personal devotions dwindling down to nothing and my Sabbath dwindling down to nothing. When my time with God is not happening or it's happening at smaller degrees, that's a sign to me that I'm actually going ahead in my own strength. I remember hearing someone say, I have way too much to do not to pray at least three hours a day. And like his whole concept was that the more I have to do, the more time I should be spending in prayer to fuel what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's really good. And I think along the same lines, like it's really easy to love doing things for God. But I I have the conviction in my own life that since he's Emmanuel, he, he wants to do them with us. Yeah. And it's an amazing invitation to be a friend of God and to get to co-labor with him where we don't have to like uh, go do it by ourselves and present our best works to him. But mm. so much more is possible, even if it's not the logical path to get there. Mm-hmm. But the fruitfulness that comes out of sticking with Jesus and prioritizing that personal connection in your devotions, but also as you're just walking out your life. Uh, it's amazing to see what can come out of people's lives that are fully devoted to Jesus, mm-hmm. even like the booths on fire mm-hmm. for Jesus, and it's gone way past their lifetime. Yeah. Their mission, even, is still burning. Yeah, It's amazing. I think I've said this before, but I feel like oftentimes, and this is, um, I think, us corporately, but also myself, I will point at myself first that we often are doing the most and not the most good. Like I'm always doing the most. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing the most, you know, um, it can be really easy to like, we, we serious in all seriousness, the Salvation Army could just rely on our own strength and resources and leave the spirit, God, Jesus, out of the equation. Like, I'm not saying that we are doing that fully right now. That's not what I'm saying. But it, at least in my own life, I look at my own life and how often am I doing things in my own strength? Like, leaving behind anything else, you know? And it, it, it comes, I think, for me, and also I think for us corporately in a lot of ways, so we start panicking, Like we see that, you know, this, oh gosh, like this is really important and this needs to change. And I am just grabbing at all of the things to try to fix it. Like, oh, I'll do this and I'll do this program and I'll do this. I'm going to start this initiative and I'm going to do all of those things to try to like, again, this is like control. This is counseling, basically. Like control is my issue, clearly. (laughs) The issue that keeps coming up and up again. Um, (laughs) No, but it's like, we're trying to fix this stuff on our own. Um, what would it look like to, okay, we have this problem, X. I don't know what to do about that problem. 
I'm not going to try to create a program to fix that problem. I'm not gonna try to work hard enough to fix that problem. I'm just gonna say, Jesus, you know that that's a problem and I need you to show me what to do about it's really it. really good. Yeah. You know, what, if, what would that look like if we were doing that in our own lives? What would it look like if we were doing that corporately as a Salvation Army? Um, what would it look like for our leaders, for us to stand up and say, I have no idea what to do about this problem. Holy Spirit, we need you. Mm-hmm. Which kind of, kind of uh, leads us into the question about revival, right? Because that's yeah. kind of like going along with that idea of like, well, we need the Holy Spirit. Um, so uh, Amanda claims that revival is a, <laughs> is, a, is a super hot topic right now. It, it might is. be, is I it don't not? know, like, Revival, maybe? do we hear about revival? I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the theme of how many things, think especially among young adults, it's like this thing that people are talking about. We want revival, we're praying for revival, but it's like, what is revival? What does that actually look yeah. like? What are your thoughts about are revival? Thoughts? How might you define that? I mean, I don't know. It's such a hot topic that I, I don't. I don't even know that we're all on the same page about what that looks like. You know? <laughs> yeah. Moves. I think revival. When you look at revival history, it has to do with extraordinary moves of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is poured out in power as he was in Acts chapter 2, when 2,000 people got saved in a day, and then many more were being added to their number. So it's the power of God being poured out through the Holy Spirit, but a sign of it is that lots of people are getting saved. Hmm. I think revival is really about God wanting his family back and sending a powerful grace for people to come home to Jesus. Hmm. I like that. (laughs) me too that's really good and um i i think it's a great question i think it's very easy and i've i'm sure i've done it to different degrees of like pursuing revival because i know i should Hmm. or it's like it's it's just the word that represents what i want but i don't always actually know what what i'm doing (laughs) right honestly i'm like i don't know i just want revival like give us revival what is it i don't know Right. Uh, maybe he gave it and I just missed it because I don't know what I'm looking for. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, but I, I really love um, I've heard some people say that revival is about the reviver. Hmm. And I'm um, just like Katie was saying, it's about people coming home uh, to Jesus. And I think personally, uh, I, it's helpful for me on a practical level to think of revival as it's an individual heart uh, getting closer to Jesus in coming mm-hmm. alive, just like on the road to Emmaus, uh, when the two were walking with Jesus and they didn't know it. And then he was opening up the scriptures to them and then suddenly he's not there, right? And they say to themselves, like, weren't our hearts burning within mm-hmm. us as we talked to him? And I think that's a picture of revival. It's like being close to Jesus and growing in that proximity. Yeah. At least on a personal level, I think it, it can look like many things when expressed, when the hearts are catching fire for him again. Yeah. I wonder if um, sometimes when we talk about revival, if we're like looking for a good feeling or um, 
this like, yeah, I, I think the best way to describe it is like this good, you know, warm, fuzzy feeling of, oh, yay, like everything's good. And now like I'm free to experience like this happiness and all these great things. And I think like the truth is that revival like means sacrifice right. and like yeah. cost and um, not even in like a negative way, but like you have... It, it like requires something of you yeah. like to see souls saved right. like that requires sacrifice that means I need to lay down mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. need to lay down the things that are not of God that have been kind of built up in my life I need to lay down so many things you know so that I can experience this moving of the spirit and be moved into action. Um, so revival is not this warm, fuzzy feeling mm -hmm. that we're all waiting for. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it requires mm -hmm. something of us. Mm -hmm. And um, That's really good. yeah. I do believe that God is sending revival fire to the Salvation Army, just yeah. to say so. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that there is. And I think yes. it's already beginning to happen. And I think that has to do with God actually restoring uh, to the Salvation Army, mm -hmm. a fresh grace to grow rapidly and see yeah. lots of people come home to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think that... Leads coming to life, like coming to alive again. Yes. Yeah. I think that leads really well into our last question because I, I believe that too. Like I believe, I mean, that's so much of like why we're even sitting here tonight doing this podcast is I believe that the spirit is moving like among us and in the Salvation Army and through us. And there's a million things that we could do better. And I, and I want to do better. Um, but I recognize that he is moving and I want, and I think we want to posture ourselves in a way where we are fully welcoming the Holy Spirit among us um, in our lives, our personal lives, in our corporate lives as the Salvation Army um, so looking in as a supporter and friend of the Salvation Army, uh, what are some ways that you think that we could, um, even begin to truly welcome the Salvation or the, uh, Holy Spirit among us? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I think in some ways it's, it's the same for any, any mm -hmm. people or group. And maybe it's, I'm super practical, so I, maybe that's why I just go to the individual level. And I think um, on the individual level, just people growing in their relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. is, is huge. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. Just spending time with him, talking to him, mm -hmm. growing in love for Jesus doing what he tells you to do, that's worship too. Yeah. You know, I think so much on the individual level. It's so tempting to change the world with, and bypass my personal process mm -hmm. or change the country and bypass my personal and um, local core process. Mm -hmm. And so at least personally, that's where my mind goes so quickly is just um, personal transformation and, and people just going there individually for themselves and groups of individuals. but. Um, falling in love with Jesus and doing life with him. That's yeah. what I think of. That's good. 
Uh, I think of hosting prayer meetings with no agenda. Whoa, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I like literally starting to practice following the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's two or three people and you just show up and you wait and see what he wants to do. Hmm. I mean, there's times we, for years, we would host Friday night prayer at our house. People would come. We had no plan. We would just start to worship and pray and see what Hmm. God would do. And, you know, now that I'm speaking more, I do the things on stage that I learned how to do in the prayer meeting in my house Wow! in terms of how to follow the Holy Spirit. So I mm-hmm. think actually showing up to something like prayer meetings where you don't have an agenda and you have to develop that skill would be a really practical way to grow and prepare to host the Holy Spirit corporately. Let's do that, guys. We should do that. Amanda's so excited. Let's do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> she's, she's got it on her calendar now. <laughs> Done. Now I'll put it in there. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, those yeah. are both very practical, mm-hmm. like simple, doable sounding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's so good. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being here with us. Um, we, uh, for those of you listening, we, this is, I think we told you that we're here at the Metro Young Adult Retreat, but um, this is our first night and I... I'm so excited to see what the Lord will continue to do. Um, It's like he's here and he's present and he's moving. And um, I'm grateful that you're here, you know, to be a part of that and to lead us um, into that. And so we thank you. Thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. I just want you to know how many times we have recorded an episode and said, Zane is our editor. We have literally said, Zane, insert clapping. <laughs> he never does it. It literally is just that on the episode I'm saying, insert clapping. And it, so, insert clapping. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Um, we, we're glad that you, you guys were here with us. Um, and thank you listeners for listening. So until next time. See you later. Bye. Bye.